creatures of the night this is Kimmy's Corner saying how much of an insomniac I am because it is 429 in the morning I have work tomorrow luckily not till 430 and you bet your bottom dollar I'm probably gonna sleep in until I have to get ready for work because that's how much of a lazy little bean I am so I'm really trying not to do that thing that I'm not really a fan of, which is like smack my lips together. I know I'm doing like really weird voices, but just to give you, I just did it. Oh my gosh, I'm doing it again. I'm just not gonna think about it. This is that thing like you hear like the moisture in someone's mouth. I don't know. That's why I'm not a big fan of ASMR, you know? Whatever floats your goat. But it doesn't color mine at all. It's just eh, to me. But like I said, teach their own whatever floats your goat. Moving on. Nothing, nothing really is on my mind. I just can't sleep yet. Um, could it be depression? Well, actually, depression makes me tired. So, wrongo. Um, it's pretty much my anxiety. Even though I don't really have it that much right now it's just like background but it's still there it's still there lurking in the deep dark shadows and the sleep paralysis demon you know oh um fun stuff and then you know the fact that i have a crappy sleep schedule could also be to blame um because the other day i stayed up get this i stayed up all night monday night into tuesday and then Tuesday night, I went to I went to bed at like four or five a.m. And see, the funny thing is, I was sitting there like, "Ooh, I'm gonna be so ready for bed. I'm gonna get in there at like ten. That's early for me, or even after Jeopardy. Like, heck yeah!" And then I lay down, and I'm like, "I'm physically tired, mentally, emotionally, but I can't sleep." <laughs> I feel like everybody was laughing at me at that point. Like, not myself, obviously, but like the demon, the sleep paralysis demon, just pointing over there and gesturing and laughing. And then, I don't know, God, the Ishtar God, Rafiki, I don't know, everybody. And their mother, brother, sister, father, uncle, cousin, whatever. But yeah, this happens on the daily. Um, If I didn't have a bad sleep schedule, I probably wouldn't be Kimberly or Kimmy as I'm calling this podcast. Let's not taint the name, girl. Talking to myself there. Um, It's kind of how it feels when I'm doing a podcast too, is like I'm talking to myself. I know a lot of people like listen to people that are like are solo artists, I guess, in that sense, but it still feels really awkward, you know? It's just, I, I don't know, like, I don't want to seem like I'm crazy, but you know what? I am weird, the best kind of weird there is, and I'm going to embrace it, let my freak flag fly. So, I guess my question is, what's your type of weird? Now, before anybody starts, this is not a 
open source for kinks or anything like that because I really don't want this to turn into that type of podcast. I mean, I'm sure there's podcasts for it, like I said. Now, I feel like I'm repeating myself here, circumnavigating the same waters. I am just going to say this. I don't want to talk about that on here. I mean, I'm not going to make this a sexual podcast by any means. I tend to want to talk about stuff that's really on your mind. On my mind, your mind, whoever, you know? I'm open for suggestions, but I will limit it to no talking about that kind of stuff. I just feel like, for myself, um, it's just very uncomfortable. It's not because, oh my gosh... I'm going to germex myself of this disgusting topic. No, no, no. Sex is a natural thing. I just don't think it's cool to talk about it on a podcast. At least for me. Whoever wants to talk about it, that's fine. But I'm not gonna, like, go out of my way to talk about it. So I'm gonna drop it there. Anyway. Um, but I mean, like, what's your kind of weird in the sense of, like, what's something weird you can do? Um, like, I know some people that can make their tongue skinny like I don't know how to explain it it's like they invert their tongue it's not like the little curly thing it's it's really cool it's weird but it's cool um I've had people tell me weird stories about how they got their tattoos but it was still a cool story and I like tuning into that kind of stuff I like to know what your narrative is you know my narrative is well it could be broad but it's mainly, I grew up in Georgia. I won't go into cities because this is a public podcast. I don't want any problems. I watch too many crime shows, you know, Criminal Minds, CSI Miami, stuff like that. You know, I get ideas. So I don't want any stalkers, you know. I got Mace, but I'm a little childlike figure. I don't look much taller than an Animal Crossing's character. I don't think I could do much damage, man. Like, mainly my XP points, they're in, like, books, corgis, sloths, my boyfriend Bryce. I, like, understand and have knowledge of that. I don't know how to do much else, okay? So, like, me a little, like, fighting with my little tree stump legs and like stick arms uh yeah the most i could do is like oh your your bones hurt me and then like all i could take is just like one little poke and my you know non-decalcified bones just crumble like the walls of jericho i don't know but yeah i just mm -mm. so yeah anyway i grew up in georgia and i am 25 years old female Um, I live here now in Kentucky, used to call it Kentucky for a long while before I really found my place, you know, my purpose, um, almost said porpoise, by the way, (laughs) just fun fact, and I don't know, like, I've definitely met a lot of cool people here, um, fell in love you know, got situated as far as what I want to do with the rest of my life, which is a very, very scary question, honestly. I know the future happens, like, tomorrow's the future. I just don't like thinking about it so much. 
like to try and live in the now because I feel like a lot of times I'm either you know in thinking and not thinking about the future I do think about it because I and I try so hard not to I end up thinking about it more does that make sense you know I'm either a past person or a future person I can never be mindful and live in where I am so I've been better about that you know um I don't believe there's a reason for everything. I just believe that everything happens the way it's supposed to. The chips fall where they lay or where they may, excuse me. And, you know, we create our own destiny. I do believe in fate, but I also believe that you have the option to choose, you know, what happens, how that fate happens. Because sometimes, I'm going to be honest. The light, like life does move fast, it also moves slow. Take that as you will. I like to be a go-getter if it's something I really, really care about. If it's someone I really care about. Nudge, nudge. Um, sorry. Some people will get that, some will be like, what? But yeah, you know, I know, so, eh. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, there's not really too little to me and there's not too much I'm just like that little nice slice of bread that's like in between the loaf like this is a really weird way to describe it I am just you know awesome sauce I loaf myself a lot more. Okay, see, really bad pun, but I talked about bread. I had to. I had to. Guess I always think about bread, you know? I feel like there's no harm, no foul with it when it comes to bread and what, like, dishes you can make with it and how you can make it. And I know toast can never be bread again because bread is not toast. How's that philosophical food for thought? <laughs> God, okay. Um, so... Before the pun police break into my podcast and they're like, hey, stop the puns. It's way too much. Way too many dad jokes. Yeah, sorry guys. Um, yeah. I'm just kind of that middle piece though. Like, I don't really, I just float. I just float. I have groups of friends from different kind of I don't want to say brands, they're just different personality-wise, you know. Sometimes they mesh, sometimes they don't. That's cool, you know. You don't have to... I would rather be um, a kind of path forger. I don't want to be a leader, exactly, but I don't want to be a follower, you know. I want to know what I like, which I do know some of the things I like. And I want to be myself, you know, and I think I'm a lot closer to who I am supposed to be than I was a day ago, a year ago, just, that was a big leap, by the way, (laughs) in time, but I feel that, you know, I'm just a lot different than I used to be, I'm still fumbling around in my middle 20s it's kind of a weird place to be because yeah there's this pressure of holy crap quarter life crisis I finally know what that's like and then 
this other part of, well, um, I'm young, but I'm not that young. I don't, I'm not old either. I don't know. It's weird. It's just weird freaking time. It's like taking a razor scooter to the ankle, but it's also like I can still enjoy ball pits, assuming that there's not needles in them. Uh, yay. Or it's like getting that high score on Mario because you finally got the top of the flagpole. That's why I always like Luigi, that dude. I don't care if he had the shakes. He could jump. He Kobe'd that flagpole. Just saying. Anywho. Yeah. Um, you know, just... Really, I just like to hear about other people's stories. You know, where they've been. You know, where they want to be. Makes me want to break out a song. You know, I want to be where the people aren't. That's the introvert version of Party Your World. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, attempting not to snort at my own humor because I'm that funny. No, just kidding. I'm just me. (laughs) But I just kind of wonder too what a snort would sound like. (laughs) Oh my gosh, there he goes. Um, on this audio because (laughs) I just have to be quiet because my mother thinks I'm asleep and I'm not. It's one of those things like when you're a kid and you're wanting to play on your Game Boy or your little, you know, PlayStation Vita. Does anybody remember those? You know, the portable things before the Switches were a thing. Um... And, you know, you're like, okay, mom, good night. And then, you know, you're still under the covers with, like, your lights on from your game console. And you hear the door open, and you're just like, you quickly turn that game console light over. And then you turn yourself over, and you're just pretending to, like, fumble around in your sleep, acting like you're asleep. And then you wait for the door to close and resume gaming. Yep, that's where the addiction starts, my friends. I remember probably speaking of games just on a quick side note because I don't want to get on this tangent unless like I settle on a topic and we can go on for whatever about that because I was talking about narratives and now I'm on to like game boys and games um so I really love just I'm just gonna list the games I love and then I'll shut up guys I'm sorry I love The Sims like it's the most unrealistic game but it's amazing. Like, hey, I got a promotion the next day. Like, and look at the Samoans. Yippee banakatu. I can't believe I just did Simlish. Oh my god. But I'm pretty sure that's Simlish for I love you. So, Bryce, if you're, <laughs> if you're listening to this, which I doubt because I'm droning on for hours. Yippee banakatu. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, The Sims, just in any regard, my favorite was probably Bustin' Out, The Sims Bustin' Out, because there was that wicked cool haunted house level where you could like hang out with Mortimer, and there was always a Mortimer, and there was always a Belagoff, she's like the OG Sim, and you could like hang out with them and like live with them and like at 3 a.m these ghosts would be like yo it's a party up in here just kidding it's a seance and they would just show up it was always like the witching hour so it's pretty pretty cool 
And then, um, other than The Sims busting out specifically, I really love, um, The Sims 4, I think, or was it 3, for the GameCube. You would be on that boat and the cruise ship, and then that was one of the levels. I don't remember exactly. But it was sweet! And other than The Sims line of games, I also liked, um, hmm, what else? Gosh darn. I love Resident Evil games. Like the old timey, really bad, boxy looking Tomb Raider arm having graphics, you know. You know what I'm talking about, guys. Where you had to like move forward by moving forward, you would have to put your like, I think it was on the PlayStation, I'm pretty sure. So Capcom decided it was a good idea, okay, to be like, yo! By moving forward, we're actually moving backwards. So, like, in a sense, it's a metaphor. I don't know if they were on crack, but it was, like, you would use your PlayStation control and you would, like, do the little toggle or the little switchy mabob, you know. See, I'm bad at, like, parts of a console. Like, excuse me, parts of a controller. It was a little knob that made you move. Or you could use arrows, but the arrows were even harder. How? The arrows give you direction. How are they the exact opposite of giving you proper movement? But the little knob, you moved forward by putting it down, like pushing it back. And I'm like, what the heck? And it took me forever. So I keep getting eaten by the zombie dogs as Chris, um, Chris Redfield, Claire Redfield's brother, like in the game, um, Code Veronica. That's one of my favorite Resident Evil games. And Resident Evil 4. Everybody's going to talk about that. Because Leon's hair is just so graphically pleasing. It's just like swoosh. But Ashley's annoying. No. No. Ashley is like... Ashley's like Navi is in Legend of Zelda. Which brings me into a really great segment. Legend of Zelda. Ocarina of Time. Yes. I haven't played Majora's Mask because I'm scared of that freaky acid redden looking moon it's all up in your business i'm scared of him and then the whole thing about link dying that theory which i believe the game theorist touched based on um i was scared (laughs) but um i'm just gonna list those three games as games i like and i'll just you know there's others i like but taking too much time on that i said it was gonna be quick and it wasn't sorry guys um so moving on um to the little next sequence here um so other things about me if you're talking about narrative because i feel like i just got lost in that hole there and couldn't dig myself out of that topic of games because i was just taking myself back to memory lane i apologize really like the Beatles, um, if we're talking about, like, which album, oh my gosh, don't get me started, I love all their, you know, the beginning years with Love Me Do, um, the kind of tripped out years with, you know, the Rubber Soul album, Sgt. Pepper, Revolver, and then, of course, nobody can forget Abbey Grove, that iconic album, the where they're walking across the street or the, you know, crosswalk. It's amazing. They're just amazeballs. Like, they are 
the reason I really just fell in love with singing and music and how it can just take you to another place. Much like books, which is another thing I am just completely in a relationship with, really. Just let me be honest. Um, unless you've ever faced your world crumble at the hands of a paperback and had something that cost less than a round-trip ticket to Timbuktu, I don't think you've ever read a book. Because if you haven't had that experience, man, I'm sorry. So, it's not the same with a Kindle or, like, a Nook. You can't smell it, okay? There is going to be a club that I'm either going to create if it is not already created or join and be a loyal follower, even though I just said earlier I'm not a follower. But in this case, I would technically be Book Sniffers Anonymous. Am I right? Books just, I don't know, especially the older they are, they just have this beautiful scent. I don't know. Like, if there was a perfume that smelled like books, I would buy it. And that's what you could do. Like, at the, you know, Book Sniffers Anonymous meeting, you could smell like sample size or rollerball pens that smell like books. Seriously, market that. Whoever's listening to this, market it for me, and we can be partners or whatever. So, anywho, yeah, books, just books. I don't even have to go into the authors. That would take too long, too. Um, and then, um, everybody also knows I, I don't want to mention him too much, not to annoy him or anything, mainly because I don't want to annoy y'all. Um, and I don't really find it annoying when I talk about him because, heck, I think a lot of people are so just beautiful when they talk about something they love, like the little sparkle in their eye. And I swear to you, I swear to you, my friends, I'm, somebody mentions Bryce or I talk about him and I've been told I don't really notice it. I get, you know, I blush when I hear his name and then also like I get like a glittering sparkle in my eyes and I'm like, no, I don't. No, I guess you yeah, it's, before getting too mushy here, I have been with him almost three years, and, you know, like any other relationship, you get, like, ups and downs to it, you know, you disagree on stuff, you agree on others, you know, you find that balance, you share each other's fries at the bottom of the bag, you know, it feels like he's a hug in a mug, like, I don't know, he's just indescribable, honestly, because he is my favorite person, you know, he's my person, and it's just, I can see, almost that I can see clearly now, um, it just feels like I have decided that it's like I've taken off my rose-colored glasses. Not because he's deceiving, but because I don't need them anymore because I can, yeah, I can see clearly, you know? Um, just, I, my world is like technicolor and he's just amazing. I mean, again, if he's listening to this, I'm not going to make him 
honestly, I'm probably just gonna be like, hey, listen to this part because I'm I'm talking in sim. Oh my gosh, I can speak sim. But yeah, he's my best friend, my the love of my life. I'm stumbling over words because I am getting all smiley right now. I don't know if you guys can hear it in my voice. I am like smiling ear to ear. But anyway, yes, I love him dearly. Hope he knows that. Um, other things really to define me, my friends, of course, uh, Marina, Austin, Lori, Bree. If I'm forgetting someone, please let me know. Rebecca. I'm remembering it as I'm saying I'm forgetting someone. See, I sound like a horrible person. I remember y'all's names. Y'all keep me going. You guys make me laugh. And you guys are like, just, dude, just awesome possum. I have no words. Like, for the people in my life that are so amazing, I just have no words because they take all the words out of my mouth. And then, I mean, I don't want to say lastly, but the last thing I would like to digress, social work. Um, Long story short, I used to be a journalism major before I turned into the world of social work. And let me just be clear with you guys. Nothing against journalism wasn't a fit for me. I love writing a lot. I've been told I should write a book. I don't have really the discipline for that quite yet. I would like to in the future, but journalism just seemed very hard-pressed for me to take aside. You know, I would jokingly say, oh, I'm not left-wing or right-wing, I am (laughs) chicken-wing. And, you know, of course, it never got laughs because, you know, I'm lame. Um, But I just didn't like that at all. I just wanted to be very independent and, you know, my initial fear was, well, I can't really find too many jobs here where I live currently anyway for that, so the prospect, you know, the prospects on it wasn't too good, and it just, it annoyed me more than anything. I didn't feel like I was my own person. I felt like a puppet of the media, like I had to follow this rigid set of rules, And it's not like it's free writing. It was very structured. And I also had a teacher that just completely disgusted me. Um, Not going to say her name because that's, you know, stooping to her level. But the way that she disgusted me, I didn't hate her, to be clear. But she made me dislike journalism even more than I was already starting to. Um... She wore me out mentally because I never got an A in her class. And you would think, well, well, at least you got a B or even a C, I would take. I got lots of Fs in her class. And I think... I think the climate in journalism, too, was just too political. And not that I can't talk about politics, I just don't prefer to, so that's another thing on this podcast I'm going to steer away from. 
Um, it's not like I don't want to talk about hot-button issues. I just don't want to talk about politics. I don't know a lot about politics. There's some issues, too. If you send me a suggestion on what to talk about, I might deny because I don't have a lot of clear knowledge about it. Not that I don't want to talk about it. I just don't want to be misinformed. And then the bloodhounds come to attack me because they're like, well, that's not what this, that, and then... And it's not like I'm scared about criticism. I just don't want to have to, like, sit there and read it and dispute it and uh, dispute it in a proper way, not, you know, coming at it so reactive, just more responsive and open-minded, but, like, understanding, like, okay, should never spoke about it because, yeah, I didn't really know and that's my fault. So, yeah, just kind of taking the time to clean up a mess that's not there yet, but also preventing, yes, preventative measures. Yeah. Um, yeah. Journalism was just too politically charged. Meh. And I remember when I was still in my journalism class, because I didn't want to, um, just completely ruin my GPA, and I am a financial aid student, so I didn't want to, um, you know, have that taken away from me, because I need to go to school, you know, I love going to school, and so I just, you know, did my P's and Q's, reminded my P's and Q's, and so be it, I'm in social work, um, I was in my train of thought it really got derailed oh my gosh um so I was actually still in my class my journalism class and we had to do an interview with one of our peers we could pick our partner and I picked my friend Cody and he is an awesome dude like he was just very laid back because I automatically was like hey going to be really bad at like giving you good questions and as far as not you know rapid firing these questions I'm going to try to tunnel slowly you know start generalized and maybe then work my way up to the big questions but right now I'm still learning <laughs> like I'm not that much of a better interviewee but I'd rather be on that side of the table so you know he's just really chill about it and I remember when I was with him interviewing him for our assignment for class and I don't know why but I had heard this girl talking about social work she was on the outside like because we were in a meeting room at the school I'm at right now and um she was like talking with such fervor and passion and just absolute admiration for social work and I had always heard of social work but I you know guess what I pictured CPS worker, and I was like, eh, you know, I love children, but that's just a harsh environment, they're very underpaid, undervalued, overworked, eh, I'm not really a fan, like, and I thought, kind of, honestly, that's all there was to it, so it was kind of a closed door for me at first, until she was talking to me, because I, I don't even know how we started talking, it's a little spotty for me, but, 
she was like, no, 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 that's not all you can do. She's like, you can, you know, take it here at this college so I wouldn't have to travel. And she was like, you can also do this, this, and this. And I heard her talk about therapy, therapist. And that's, yes, it just, the gear dislodged itself from whatever was making it not turn. And I was like, oh my god, that's it. I had my light bulb, eureka moment, whatever. And I immediately had devised a plan, just in my head, not on paper yet. Hey, I'm going to be a social worker. I'm going to be, and then I did some more research because I want to do therapy. And I was like, I'm going to be a licensed clinical social worker. That sounds awesome. And also, I can teach with it, be an adjunct professor. I am so ready for this. And that was just it, you know, that was just it. Um, Kind of set the bar for me from there, and that's where I am now. I just, I love helping people. Um, Like I said, I love hearing their stories. I am very empathetic. I have a love for animals, kids. I just want to, not to sound cliche, make my mark on this world, you know? Leave something for others to look up to not to sound pretentious just just more inspirational you know no dream is too big kind of thing you can always reach it if you really really want it and you know that's kind of what I want with this podcast is for you know for aside from my kind of lackluster voice where I sound annoyed or tired you know, that could be lack of sleep, that could be my thyroid talking, because <laughs> it's underactive, um, you know, I do care, and I want everyone to know, like, this is a podcast for just motivational purposes, funny, random, pun, humor purposes, I might even do dark humor, um, so if you're listening to this part of it only, dark humor, meaning very sardonic, cynical stuff, and I'm talking like really bad anti-jokes, anti-jokes, or jokes about people, and if this offends you, I'm sorry, um, don't ever listen to a podcast of mine ever again, or an episode, but I love dark humor, um, I know you're gonna say, well, you can't be a social worker and have, I have to have something to lighten up the hard times, you know, I feel like the best way to overcome any darkness is just to seek out the light, and you know, sometimes that is, hey, laughing at my own mistakes, um, looking for the funny and everything, now, you know, there are some situations you know, whatever pops into your head when I say this, there's some situations that are not funny in any way, and illy-timed humor, that's not my thing. I'm never going to, let's say, make a joke when someone's mother just died, and even after the fact, even way after, I would not make a joke, especially if I knew it's sensitive. That's not cool, and I should know, but something, I can't really think of a dark humor thing, at the moment, but, you know, I am fueled by it, um, I am, in a way, trying to curb it, but it's, it's one of those things where I'm just tired of, 
I don't know, like, I want to not sound so hypocritical and counteractive to myself right now, it's just, like, it's really hard, sorry for all these tangents, but it's really hard for me to water myself down, so to not, like, displease others, like, I don't want to have to do that anymore, you know, I feel like a lot of times, um, a lot of people will say something like, oh, I didn't want to say this because I didn't want to hurt their feelings. Not saying it's okay to hurt anyone's feelings, but if it's something like the truth, you know, the truth needs to be set free. It will eventually be, even if it's not from this person or me or anybody. And I feel like that's the thing that makes me the most angry is when people will say stuff like, I didn't want to say this to you because... I thought it would hurt you, but see, when you find out the thing that this person knew, it makes you more angry because, not because you hate the person, but like anger is like a subside of sad, you know, you're sad because, wow, why didn't this person just tell me, what are they, and you start internalizing that, like that's what I do when someone says that to me, I'm thinking, great, they're walking on eggshells around me, or they feel like they can't trust me, something along those lines, and I just feel defeated, and it hurts me more, so yes, it does come out as anger, um, but just in the long run, and a disclaimer, if you have something to tell me, or tell anyone, that's something that will hurt them, but is better than leaving it unsaid, tell them, tell them, because I don't want anyone to feel regretful, it's the worst feeling, one of the worst feelings, tell them why you can so I honestly don't know where I'm at in this podcast because I'm just rambling um only 37 minutes okay I mean it's long but it's not as long as I thought I thought it was an hour honestly because my voice is starting to get really dry (laughs) sitting here drinking this agua and it's still really bad I work at a call center, so I use my voice a lot. Feels like I'm fine-tuning it every morning, so I don't sound like Kermit or some variation, Miss Piggy. Because if I have any sinus infection or any sinuses of any sort, I sound like one of the two. Or Rudolph from the Christmas special. Um... was I going to say I promise you guys or at least hope (laughs) that I won't go ah what was I going to say in another episode because I know this is getting really ridiculous hmm I could talk about mermaids because that's the thing that just popped in my head but I don't know too too much about them I love them but I wish I was one. See, that's the thing I'm going to talk about then. Okay. So, Little Mermaid is one of my favorite movies, Disney movies, along with Beauty and the Beast. I actually got the fortunate event of playing Ariel in a production of The Little Mermaid. It was my favorite. Like, I don't know. I cried when I got the role because I'm very modest when it comes to, like, singing and stuff. Like, people will say, you know such a good singer or they're just like they can't fathom because 
<laughs> fathoms below, sorry. <laughs> I don't even mean to make these puns. They just, like, come out like vomit. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, people will say, like, oh, I didn't know you could sing. And I'm like, ah, uh, you know, I didn't know either because not, you know, not needing to sound, like, rude. Just, I don't really think I can sing. Like, honestly, the irony is, like, I don't like listening to my voice and yet I have to listen to this podcast of myself because just to make sure like ooh, everything's at least somewhat decipherable and all that good stuff but I don't know like I don't like my voice I feel like I'm sorry for fans of Snow White I don't like Snow White's voice but I feel like it kind of sounds like that and really whiny I I don't know I'm just not a fan of my voice talking or singing (laughs) so I guess that's why this is funny of me doing this I guess what I'm trying to do subconsciously is get past my fear of hearing it (laughs) so hopefully this helps think of it as kind of a cognitive behavioral therapy of sorts Sorry about that, guys. Tried to move away so it wasn't, like, loud. But, yeah. um, Little Mermaid was a little bit flawed to me. Reason being, just really the only reason. Ariel decided to live amongst the humans. I don't know what you're thinking. Well, she was only 16, you know, naivety. And she was a mermaid she's never been a human before so like us humans we want to be mermaids but mermaids want to be humans okay i get you i do however knowing if i was a mermaid and like having an awesome tail awesome bra awesome hair might i add because that hair never was a strand out of place like disney gave me the most unrealistic expectations on hair. All of them. All of them. Pocahontas, Belle, Ariel, you name it. They all had amazing hair. But yeah. She gave up her tail, her mermaid life, for a dude. A dude. Or a man-child, if you will. Dude doesn't even know her name. Finds this mute girl on the beach. She's like, hmm, seems legit. And, you know, lo and behold, I've never seen a person look really awesome in a sail mast, is it? Or is it just like a... Whatever. She's like in that dress that's made out of rope. And I'm like, dude, it looks like she's fresh off the runway. Awesome. You could say she's fresh out of water, but um. Uh, I need to stop. Okay. But, yeah. Like, her voice. Oh my god. Like, her voice was the bee's knees. It's my favorite Disney voice ever. And, why? What was so special about Eric, anyway? Like, he didn't even know your name, girl. Like, cause, I mean, you couldn't speak, but, like, he almost... <laughs> he literally, like hurt her feelings and I know like it wasn't meant to hurt her feelings because he was under Ursula's like trance when she turned into Vanessa 
which Vanessa is beautiful too, so just saying, but she's evil. But seriously, I mean, and I want to honestly say, how did he not puke when he figured out he was going to almost marry the sea witch? I know it was all a ploy to get Ariel to fail, but holy cow, the dude has a steel stomach, because I would have been like, okay, what, like, she's the octopus lady, and I was about to marry her, like, no judgment, but I don't really want to pick up an octopus, like, in an Asian restaurant and be like, yo, will you be my wife, let me put the ring, which tentacle should I put the ring on? But yeah, I just, I'm baffled still. Like, I'm trying to come up with a good reason on why she would give up her life in the sea for a dude. I can't think of anything better than living in Atlantis and singing amongst all the mermaids. But like, having the best voice that to boot and having like a crap friend. And let's not forget Flounder, the adorableness he is. What's wrong with you, Ariel? Have you lost your mind? Shell, yeah, she has. I'm sorry, I'm getting really bad with this. I'm getting really bad with these puns. But you know what? That's me. So if you don't like it, scoot your boot. But yeah, she's just... It's really aggravating. I can't even think of reasons she would leave she would need to leave the you know she's not an adult too like as I got older and realized her age I was like when she's like I'm not a child anymore I want to say yes you are young lady sit your butt down listen to your parents how old are you like when I was younger of course I was like yeah rebel against the man the man that's your father yeah he's just trying to protect you but I'm like nah get out of there child and now I'm like, no, no, no. Don't you disrespect your elders, lady. Or girl, I mean. It's crazy how things work out. Crazy. Yeah, just, mm-mm. Disney is just kind of one of those things, too. It makes you sad. Like, it's supposed to be, like, the magic of Disney. Yes, it's the magic of my tears, too, because... I'll sit there and I'll be watching, like, Princess and the Frog. Like, I just saw it last year. And I know people are going to be looking down at me right now. I can't see y'all, but I feel y'all. I feel your stares. I feel like your what-the-hell stares. Like, why did it take you so long? going to be honest with you. I didn't really have an appeal to see the movie. I didn't really feel like I had this want to see the movie. But then I thought, you know, let's just see how it goes. And then I watched it with Bryce. And we both were, like, in tears. At the scene with, um, I'm Horrible With Names. The little lightning bug dude. He dies. And I'm like, really? You're gonna do this to me, Disney? I thought we finally had a happy ending 
They do, yeah. But you gotta, like, get through, like, scrapes, tears, bruises, you name it, to your heart before you get there at the light at the end of the tunnel. It's crazy. Just completely wild, guys. Always. They always do that. Don't even get me started on the Pixar shorts before movies like The Incredibles 2. Or how about that freaking dude, um... Sorry, I'm really bad at names. Carl, his story from up. Nah, don't tell me that didn't just completely rip out your heart. I'm like, I'm gonna turn lifeless after all this is over. Why? I can't have a heart anymore. It just hurts too much. It really does. This is why I do avoid sad movies like The Plague. I know people will say... Well, there's going to be some, yeah, if there's going to be some good parts, but it's overshadowed by sad. I don't need that, Karen. I have depression. I'm trying to fight my way out of the darkness. I'm trying to not drown in my tears. This is not Alice in Wonderland. I'm not going to swim afloat in a bottle because I'm small, miniature-sized, whatever. I'm going to drown, and you're tying the stones to my feet, Karen, by making me see this movie. This movie, the farts in our scabs, you know, like, I, I can't, I just can't do sad movies. Um, also can't do really cheesy movies, like Hallmark movies, I'm sorry if you like those, I hate them. I try not to use hate so much, but oh, I hate them. Literally, it's the basicest looking white blonde chicks ever who probably drink mochaccinos and wear leggings better than Han Solo. And they're all like, I'm just a small city girl. Oh, there's this ritzy businessman. He'll never give me a chance. He already has a wife. Oh, plot twist. He's got a twin brother who's the same kind. No, no can't get behind it it's just not like that life is not like that and i get it i watch stuff like riverdale which doesn't make a lick of sense and they keep putting storylines into storylines but you know what the show does make sense to me you know and it feels like i'm defending this in court like riverdale is decent um it's just one of those shows like you never know what the hell's gonna go on. It's one of those that's so ridiculous and draws you in. Like, you cannot look away. Like, world star videos, man. Can't, can't not look away. Or can't look away. Um, but yeah, it's just, there's a lot of media out there and there's a lot of impact it has on me. And speaking of impact, um, don't want to make too enormous of one i'm already almost reaching the 60 minute mark on this episode so i'm going to awkwardly end it here um really hope that you guys are having a good night um even though i say this i'm going to post it probably tomorrow because i don't want to post it right now I feel like I've already flooded the streams with my weird voice. (laughs) 
But yeah. See you guys on the flip side the next episode. Thanks for tuning in.